Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Parents often wonder, what is my baby thinking? What if there was a way to find out? Teaching your baby sign language can help your nonverbal baby communicate with you and make your life easier and relationships stronger. What is baby sign language? How does it work? I'm Joanne Woolley, owner at Sign for Baby, and this is Parent Savers, episode 37. Faster than a speeding toddler. Sit still for just a minute. Can soothe boo-boos with a gentle kiss. Did you get down from there? Able to clean poopy bottoms in a single swipe. Oh, what did you eat? Turning frazzled mommies and daddies into procreators of peace and harmony. Ah, quit touching me. It's Parent Savers, empowering new parents everywhere. Welcome to Parent Savers, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I am your host, Casey Wilt. Parent Savers is all about helping new parents from the baby years to the toddler years. And we are so lucky to have amazing experts on our show. So shoot us an email or call our hotline and we will get your questions answered. And we also have a free app, a free newsletter. You can like us on Facebook, send us an email or call our hotline. There are so many ways to be a part of our show. Did you miss an episode that's been archived or want to keep talking to the expert once the show stops? We have a Parent Savers Club where you can download the archived episodes and get exclusive content and more. So I'm a new parent. My son Carson just turned two and I'm joined by three new parents here in the studio. Yeah, I'm John O'Reel. I'm a freelance writer and PR consultant and I'm an experienced and a new again parent. I've got three boys, uh, five, three and 18 months. My name is Jerry Butanda. I'm 31. I'm a speech pathologist, and um, I'm the proud dad of one daughter. Her name is London, and she's about to turn two in March. Hi, everyone. I'm Jessica Lampier. I am a yoga teacher. I have a daughter named Angelica who is 13 months. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before we start today's show, here's the latest in the news. So this news headline, here's what it says. New Vivo Play wristwatch helps parents keep track of wayward kids. So it's spurred on by a four-year-old son going astray. A Norwegian businessman came up with a watch that talks to smartphones, dialing one of five programmed phone numbers, dad, mom, uncle, and so on. And so this is this new device that this your child wears and um, if he runs away or you can't find him you have a tracking device on your phone it goes through GPS first but what do you guys think of it? That seems like what would be one of the most useful parts of that device is being able to quickly see where they go if your kids are too far out of your sight mm-hmm. and you don't know where they are I'd be worried with the phone calls that my four year old or three year old might be just using it as a walkie talkie well, yeah, that's true but th- so that it doesn't call the purpose of this rather than a smartphone was a smartphone they could call people and text people and this one there's a button a red button on it and um, the child can push it so for example if they get taken or anything else this is another factor of it or if they're lost 
that would be the nicer way. Um, they can push the button and it'll call mom and it'll call dad and it'll give them just enough time or whatever to say their location. But you're right. I didn't even think about a walkie talkie. What do you guys think about this? Is it too much? I, I kind of wonder about the electronic magnetic field of all the you know signals that my baby has on me but i guess the smartphone would be the same i think every parent needs it i've lost my child yeah yeah Yeah. this is one of those things where i'm like i'm still a quote-unquote new parent and it's something that i would definitely feel like it would have served me really well gosh last summer yeah yeah, and, and things like amusement parks or when you're going out also in like public spaces, like, you know, a lot of people dress their kids all in the same clothes, but as part of your routine, just <clears throat> strap on this watch. That would be really cool. Right. I, and I think, you know, not having gone through the experience of having lost a child, but I think it's just that one time. And I think all of the parents mm-hmm. who have lost their child or they've been kidnapped, it is that one time. And mm-hmm. so I think this would be a great ease of mind for a parent. Um, and I think, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I haven't experienced, I have a newly walking child, so... Um, thinking ahead, I think that would be really awesome. Just a nice peace of mind. Maybe an upgraded version of the kid leash, you know. Go a little bit farther. So do you know what the old school way was? Uh, calling them? You, you roll up your kid's arm, put their phone number, like yeah, I did. Yeah, right. During the holidays, we went to this incredibly huge event, and I took all of their pictures. And I took out a Sharpie and I wrote their phone, my phone number on their arm. <laughs> well, it's not it's not a bad idea for someone, you know, if you lose it, find it. Especially nowadays, we're all attached to our phone. So we all have a phone attached to us to call if anything happens to them. They, they're hoping that with this device that it actually would ward off would-be kidnappers. Once word gets out that there's watches like this, potential child snatchers won't even think twice about scooping up a kid with a weird watch on his arm, you know? I don't know. I go back and forth because I'm like, what happened to freedom and like calling your child home? Well, think about this, Casey. It's way better than putting a chip inside your child. Yeah, that's all I can think about right now. Like, okay, you can take the watch off. What's the next step? <laughs> and also, I also feel hesitant about giving my child a phone. So it's a step in between that you don't have to give them your phone. Hmm. Interesting. Well, this will be actually, It's it was at the Consumer Electronics Show just last weekend. Um, and so it looks like it will be coming to the market. So maybe uh, they want to contact us and do a review. That would be great. <laughs> Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Today on Parent Savers, we have Joanne Woolley from Sign for Baby here with us to talk about baby sign language. So I'm going to start, Joanne. What is the difference between baby sign language and Is American Sign Language ASL? Correct. Um, That's a good question because I am not trying to certify parents in becoming interpreters. That's the key difference. If you really just think about an interpreter uh, signing an entire conversation, we're not aiming for that. We really want to give our children the tools to pinpoint the key thing that they need. But we do use ASL signs in the programs that I teach. So what is a good time to start baby sign language with your baby? I differ from what a lot of the parenting books out there say. I say right now. If your baby is going to be born tomorrow, start right now. Okay. If your baby is 18 months old and you're thinking it's maybe too late, start right now. Yeah. Right now. Um, some people think that it will help or 
hinder their language? Like, what's the, how do you feel? Does it help or does it hinder? I personally have not seen it ever hinder the language, the verbal language skills of a child. I have heard over and over and over from parents how it actually helps them acquire more verbal words. And my three children were like off the charts with their verbal capacity. Have you noticed any of that, Jerry, as a speech therapist with kids who come in who um, know sign language? I don't think I've ever had any students come in um, for speech or sign language, but I would definitely agree. All the research does show that it's, especially now, it isn't what language can I teach my child? Mm -hmm. It's what can I do to help them effectively communicate? Hmm. And I think that's really the point. And I think what a lot of people miss is they feel like my child's not going to be able to speak or they're relying on signs too much. Now what? Like, how do I fix them? You know, really the point is they're expressing their wants and their needs now Mm -hmm. while their oral musculature isn't mature enough to handle all of the the sounds for English or any adult language. Mm -hmm. So I think the point we need to get away from is language and go towards more, how can I help my child effectively communicate? I think sign language is the the best Exactly. I agree with that 100%. I have had um, occurrences where I interact with a parent like that, a play space, and they see that I'm signing with my children, and they say, oh, that's cool. We tried that. It didn't work for us. And then I have a little bit more dialogue with them and discovered that their child did have a speech delay, and the parent will sometimes, their child was probably eight or nine years old when this conversation took place. So they weren't right now actively signing with their child, but years ago they were. So in their mind, they thought perhaps sign language is what delayed my child's speech. And to the contrary, the research actually shows the opposite. Hmm. So maybe it would have been worse if they had never done the sign. Right? Exactly. They wouldn't have had any tools at all. The idea is to give them tools. Um, so how soon will your baby start signing after you start implementing the sign language in the house? It really depends on how many of the techniques that you're implementing. If you're focusing on doing fun signs, you're going to get them signing a lot faster. Like cookies. and (laughs) I might stay away from cookie um, because then you're just going to have your child asking for cookie umpteen times a day. Don't don't start with McDonald's. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, and I bet your your first reaction is, yes, they made the sign for cookie. And then after the 20th time, you're like, they made the signing for cookie and I don't want to give them cookies but I want to reward them for signing exactly and what's another good way we can reward them McDonald's no (laughs) (laughs) we can cheer them on I understand you I know that you're asking for cookie letting them know that you understand them in fact in and of itself is a reward it makes them feel really good to be understood in fact that's human nature it feels good to be understood hmm. how soon do you see it come about like you know you start signing it from varies born? okay it varies um i started signing with my children when from day one from birth and my daughter signed at four months old and she was my first and so i was like all right i thought that we were like doing really good and then my son um definitely into gross motor skills more so than language so he signed at seven months old and i had gotten to that point of like when is he gonna sign when is he gonna sign because seven months you're working at it mm-hmm. and then my third one signed at two months old oh my gosh. um you know so there's a lot of variables i will tell you honestly with the first two children there's seven 17 months apart. So, you know, you get stretched. So maybe I wasn't doing it nearly as rigorously. Mm. Maybe rigorously is the wrong word. I maybe wasn't doing it um, as much repetition. Repetition. Yeah, I would agree. I started signing with my daughter the first day, too. And uh, it was about three to four months. Hmm. And it was more. More was her first sign. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's been... It's been great. And, you know, I'd say now she probably knows about 100 signs. Awesome. Um, She's like 21 21 months old. There's a point where you just lose count. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. 
So th- this is different than ASL. This is just Baby Signs, you know, or... So there's actually a trademark company that's called Baby Signs. Mm-hmm. I personally don't use their methods. Um, not all of their signs are based on ASL. ASL is the third most widely used language in the United States, and that's um, a fact that a lot of people are not aware of. Mm-hmm. And your children may enjoy it so much that they continue to use it even when they are totally verbal. So are some of these signs that you use or that you think we should teach our children, are they actual, you said they may not, they may or may not be ASL signs or? So the baby signs trademark is not always using ASL. Okay. Um, But the signs that I teach in my class, since my mom is deaf, is ASL based. Okay. How fluent do you and you want your baby to be? So like I, I've taught my child basic signs please more thank you um maybe water if i got that far um and that all helped but um, then i go over to my friend's house and her daughter goes fan and bear and part of me feels like well he doesn't really need to tell me that the fan needs to be off you know, like he can point to it and i know it it's a fan and pointing we got it we, we're on the same wavelength language wise but i mean how fluent do we want to teach them what lamp and door and shoe and everything else is or the signs that we need to communicate with so let me ask you casey do you ever think about a fan when it's not present in the room rarely <laughs> okay but your child is intrigued by fans most babies are yeah. intrigued by fans right. so they might be thinking about the dog that was at the park earlier and they can't point it out to you They might be thinking about the fan that they saw at the store. They might be thinking about the book that's not in the bedroom right now. Mm -hmm. So that gives you the ability to see what they're thinking about. And this all occurs far earlier than what we give them uh, credit for. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. Credit for. I don't give my son any credit. (laughs) (laughs) We uh, all of us. We we. Sometimes we just need to work on like, oh, yeah, they're super smart. I tell parents, your babies are all smart. We just don't know how smart until we can see Mm -hmm. their ability to communicate with us. Yeah. Well, I I was just reminded that um, when we were talking about the difference between the languages, if the goal is, though, to communicate, I know in our family, um, when we learned that this meant potty, and I'm shaking my fist, um, it was too, our son was too young to really, I think, understand it. So we kind of changed that to mean diaper. And it's kind of worked for our family. So what do you think about families that kind of take their own meaning? Adapt. We all it? adapt. Yeah. Right. As some of us use um, sissy and brother to talk about their siblings. And some of us only purely use their names. So every family is going to have special nuances. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you can have a little leeway with that and still use ASL as your basis. Yeah. Absolutely. I used to work for a family and I taught her to play, which I don't remember the sign, but it's basically shaking. Yes. Uh, like hang loose with two hands. And so I did would do that with her and um one day the mom oh but the daughter the baby adapted it to put one finger up and just shake her finger kind of like she's shaking no and so then the mom called me one day and says i don't know what my daughter's saying to me and so i had to interpret but that was for her was play but that happens with regular language too i think that someone who's spending more time with your kids, whether it be in a daycare situation yeah. or if it's the mom or the dad, may have a better understanding of exactly what the words are that aren't quite being hmm. said right. So, And what's really happening there is it's not that they're adapting it. They don't have all of the fine motor skills to get it exactly. Hmm. Just like with verbal language, though, the same things sort of occur with sign language that they have to kind of get their fingers in just the correct way. And it takes time, just like with getting it to be mom starts off with mama right and 
Um, but if they're shaking their hand, you're going to at least have it identified probably to either play or potty because you're like the handshaking. Okay, I've got right. two things it could possibly right. be. It's not the whole entire language that I have to pull from. Hmm. It's and two words you've minimized it down to. Right. And I think that's what stops a lot of people from doing any sort of different thing than they're used to. I think if they're doing sign language or any other kind of communication, they're so concerned on it has to be exact or whatever I'm doing. It has to be the right way in order yeah. for it to be correct. And I think since people are used to whatever their normal language is, they're willing to take those kind of differences and adapt and say in context and, oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Let's try this. As with sign language, if they're not, if they're approximating, that's great. They're communicating and maybe you're not reading it right right now, but as they do it more, you're going to learn that's what they mean. Yeah. If this for them with the fingers out means play they'll learn that and then it's okay if that becomes that because again it's more about effective communication and not about the language is it okay to make up your own signs i say not to make up your own signs but i i do want to piggyback off of um, what was just shared and it happens with verbal language too i'll just give you this example because it's my favorite one my daughter was very very hungry for language whether it was signs or words and one day um she was saying noah noah and I thought, ooh, it must be a big word because she's attempting to actually give me a lot of syllables. So mm-hmm. I, I had my ears perked for that. And it was apparently something I hadn't given her a sign for because she was trying to say it. Noa, 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 noa. And she looked at me like I should know what that was <laughs> because because apparently I had taught her the word. <laughs> so I'm asking her, what well, can you show me? And she's looking around the room and it, it, there's nothing in sight that matches what noa, noa is. Well... A week goes by and she's been trying to show me or tell me or ask me about it. Well, finally, one day outside, the lawnmower was going on. <sighs> she runs over to the couch, super excited, points out the window. No one, no one. And I'm like, oh, I might never remember what no one, no one is. Let me show you lawnmower. So then I could use that situation and go, yeah, that doesn't sound close enough to lawnmower to me. So now I can give her the sign. And now if she thinks about it, she can be like, yeah, the lawnmower. I get it. So it's basically being able to talk to your child about the experiences they have throughout the day and be able to to understand what they're saying rather than being in the situation and then pointing it out. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting concept I didn't think about. So thanks so much. When we come back, we'll talk about the signs that you can do at home and how to find a baby sign language class near you. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're back with Joanne Woolley from Sign for Baby here with us to talk about baby sign language. So is it important to teach them a ton of words or is just a few okay? Will there be confusion with a larger sign vocabulary? Personally, I, I feel like it's good to give them as many words and tools as you can so they can effectively communicate. They won't forget it like I do. <laughs> they won't. You know what? Because their whole job right now is just to learn. 
And so it, it may take a number of times, gosh, months for them to get the basics down, whatever you start with. When I say basics, I'm not talking about the five signs that most everyone starts with, more, eat, all done, night-night, potty. I'm talking about just whatever you use as your foundation to start with, which I encourage parents to use more fun signs instead of those ones. Um, but the more tools they have, the more your world opens up. And the more they get curious about the world and curiosity is that perfect um, segue to learning. And then you create a very avid learner. So there's not, you don't think there's confusion that if everything you do, you're taught, you're doing signs? I ask parents to start off with a small number at first. It's like a box of um, puzzle for, pieces. For the parents or for the kid? <laughs> for, the, for both. For both. That's a very good point uh-huh. because if as the parents are learning alongside them, you do want to sm- start off with a small number mm-hmm. just so you don't um, inundate yourself with having to remember so much mm-hmm. um, and you want it to be fun. So start with a small number so you can feel confident. And once you've built your confidence, you're going to get excited just like the child mm-hmm. and want to be growing your vocabulary because you're like, look at how much they're curious about. Look at how much they care about all these things that I never would have known. And you're going to continue to grow right alongside them if you started off with the fun stuff. What are some of the basic signs that you tend to start with in your class? Uh, great question. Um, these are the ones that are like the surefire winners for us. Milk, because that can be a form of bonding, which for an infant is play. Okay, and uh, so milk looks Milk lo- is like, think of milking a cow. How okay. do you go to squeeze, grab the udder? Squeeze your hand. <laughs> now, for any breastfeeding moms, I say, well, guess what? We know that babies will squeeze the boob in order to get more milk expressed. Mm-hmm. So I say for babies, it's very clear to them that that's milk. Okay. <laughs> and you know what? I find that because they want to eat, that's the first sign. They're like, give me some milk. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, bath is another good one. So you want to take your two fists mm-hmm. and scrub your body up and down. Okay. And what baby doesn't love a bath? Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, babies love baths. It reminds me of saying, you want to go for a walk to my dog. She I starts know, right? flipping <laughs> out. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. In fact, um, with bath, my uh, son, I told you he didn't sign until he was seven months mm-hmm. old, but he understood lots of signs. And I thought it in my mind that he understood them because he'd give me facial cues, receptive understanding. Well, he crawled really early. He crawled at five months old. So one day I asked him, Kyle, do you want to go up for? And then I silenced my mouth and showed him only the sign. And he crawled for the stairs like nobody's business to go up for bath. And I was like, he does. He understands. Okay, good. Uh Um, So the understanding always comes first. I want to at least throw that in there. That's a good. Yeah. They understand it first, just like with verbal words. Understand first, then they'll start to use it on their own. All right. So we got milk. We got bath. Music. Music? I mean, we pretty much all enjoy music in one form or another. Uh-huh. So um, that's another awesome what's, one. What's the sign for that? So you, you take your open hand mm-hmm. and almost like a conductor over your other arm that's in front of you, back and oh, forth, it is, swinging it, like it a, back and forth. It's like a conductor. Yes. Uh, rattle. Um, we tend to have rattles for our little ones, yes. And the fact that the rattle makes this awesome sound when they shake it. So you just are acting like you're holding the rattle and you're moving it back and forth. Shake, shake, shake. So it could be potty. Um. <laughs> so potty actually is with a T. Okay, with a thumb in between the first finger. Yes. Um, and then just like you're holding on to the handle of a rattle okay. is how you would do the rattle sign. And because that's going to give them a very strong correlation of cause and effect of them being able to shake a rattle, see you shaking a rattle, and then they're going to want to do that because they will have had power over making that happen. It really inspires them Hmm. to continue to do that sign. And rattles are a toy, so that's fun. 
uh, light dog keys and water. So I really like when you said that you added in water to your vocabulary. Well, then I changed it to cup because thank you and water are all in the in the hand mouth region, and I I was feeling like I was confusing my child by always doing. It's the W. So you have your three fingers at your W, and you touch your first finger to your um, chin, and you kind of pull out. And then, you know, thank you is with a closed hand touching your lips or your chin and coming out. And so I was like, oh, he's going to get him confused. And so I started turning into a cup. Do you want your cup? And so that way I didn't have to worry about water, juice, milk. It didn't matter because it covered the gamut of all of them. Because if he asked, because if he wanted milk and I wanted to give him water, I mean, you know. Well, I'll, I'll help you as to why I feel like water is still. A, a better one than okay. a cup. Um, your toddler, in their mind, isn't just thirsty. Hmm. In their mind, they do know which one that they want. So giving them the sign for all three differences, water, milk, juice, will help them. And I'm doing the letter J and using it by my mouth. I know that that's not always used in ASL, but I've seen it an- enough other times that that's just another version mm-hmm. um, of signing juice. So instead of just cup, because what if you give your your 18-month-old, that's like a good age to give as an example, a cup of milk. But in their mind, they were like, apple juice. And then they're like, throwing the cup. And (laughs) our 18-month-old, who knows the sign for water, if he sees water somewhere else, even if it's not his Mm. drink, he recognizes, oh, look at that lake at Legoland. That's water, water. He's really excited. Absolutely. Yep. Water in lots of context. And guess what? To help you out, too, for the next baby, Casey, is um, you're going to speak as you sign. Hmm. So your child actually won't get confused at all. To your child, it's not like, ooh, those are too close together. Um, What are two words that sound similar? Shoe and zoo. Those sound really close. But your child doesn't stop to think like, ooh, I'm not sure if they're going to understand me. They just try to say it. Hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. I think it goes back to what we're used to. I think in, when you speak, you're like, well, of course they're going to know the difference. It's shoe and zoo. It's like totally different. <laughs> but in sign, it's like this and this. It's going to be totally the same, and they're not going to get it. So let's do something else. Mm. Like they're, that's what they're. That's what the point of the toddler is from zero to five. They're just a sponge. Like that's the time to learn language, and they're the input is it's just input, 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 and they'll figure it out. Hmm. And if trust me, if if they're you're not giving them what they want, they'll let you know. So you know if you know, and you'll be able to. No, not mine. They never <laughs> throw tantrums. Well, and no. you know, I want to add to this that you know I didn't get the gamut of sign language, but I felt that the unfun signs were actually really helpful for me because my child loves to eat. And he wanted it right then and there. And I and it was frustrating because you don't know, do you want more? Do you want this? And so I felt like more and please because if he didn't get more right away, he would throw a fit. But if he said please, he, it calmed him down from throwing the fit because he then was communicating to me, yes, mommy, I do want more. Would you please give it to me instead of throwing an absolute fit? And then when I'm all done. And so I found those, those um, signs to be really helpful for me. Those are super helpful. I just have a different mindset in what I'm trying to help parents to really do mm-hmm. with baby sign language than what the typical the books out there really strive for. Um, I, I want parents to have their job be easier to take care of their children. I really do. And I teach all of those signs. I just find that what really inspired me was that my daughter was telling me about the airplane she heard in the mm-hmm. sky. Mm-hmm. 
And that, so that maybe in an, was a in conversation a, that I couldn't have with a 10-month-old that didn't have yeah. signs. So maybe in an addition to, the, you know, the working signs of please more, thank you. But in addition to, you add the these signs in because exactly what you said, I didn't think about the fact that he wanted to tell me about something that he saw earlier. I think that's a good perspective. So if we were, so I'm interested in taking a baby sign language class or maybe tell me about yours or some other tips. What do they look like? What are, how old are some of the kids in your class? Every instructor is a little bit different. There's probably a thousand instructors that are part of the Signing Time Academy. So that's a great resource to go to, Signing Time Academy, and find instructor nearby. Um, there's lots of varieties of ages, and every baby stage is different. Uh, for my classes, I really focus on the age of three months to 18 months, because I find at 18 months, there's a different twist in the learning mm. and how to keep them captive. And truly, in my class, I am teaching the parents. We keep it fun for the baby by doing the music and having the toys and, and doing interaction that comes naturally rather than forced. Um, and music, that's a big part of it. Uh, we all tend to learn really well with music, the cadence, the rhythm, the songs get stuck in your head. Mm -hmm, uh, totally. So that's a really fun aspect of the classes. Well, that's, I guess, sort of like the little secret is, as a parent, I actually really enjoy learning the signs, too, mm -hmm. and being able to have that vocabulary and kind of know and have that language with our kids. Mm -hmm. It's nice to communicate ac across the room, too, with, like, your partner or whatever. You know, you can do little <laughs> subtle <laughs> oh, yeah. She just said a sign for no. <laughs> <laughs> when, when my wife and I are in separate cars sometimes, like, I can tell her that, mm -hmm. hey, the bait, like, Whit Whitaker is asleep right now and we can just do that across mm -hmm. the car thanks so right, <laughs> right. we've been at the park so many times and we have three kids so like we're across the park watching different kids and my husband's like I'm taking this one to go potty <laughs> exactly. so I don't think that they're just like heading to the car and leaving us mm -hmm. <laughs> oh gosh I oh I like that no offense but my son's two in there's a lot of no's going on but I like yeah. and not to go back to the negative signs but man if I could tell him and Casey his, we're gonna have to um, we're gonna have to have you jump ship <laughs> I know seriously well like he's he's he, like I talked about earlier he is so far away from me that I'm like it's like a dog you go to you go to get them and they run farther and faster and you can't keep up with them but I should have I needed to teach him the sign for no just please no come back please 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 see, please see, now you use it on him please yeah please yeah true true in your class do you see that maybe there's some kids that when you had when they were younger that then when they have younger siblings that they're either helping out or coming back oh to the class? Oh my gosh, or? yeah. The older kids love to be in the class because they become like the mini helper, the mm. mini teacher. And what kid doesn't want to help? They love that because the spotlight has shined on sure. them and because they can actually get their fingers formed exactly right. They can see the sign one time and then they've got it. So then they're like an expert like me. Mm. So they love that. Yeah, older siblings are in my class all the time. Nice. So I mostly just did the milk sign, and she's she does it all the time, but now she's doing it as her wave, which is <laughs> kind of cute. But what are some more ways to learn more signs and add? She's one year now, so. Well, there is a lot, there's a lot of books that are on the market. I haven't really taken the time to read all of them, but I hear from parents that are in my classes what they've gotten from it. Um, so there's a lot of books. Uh, one that I do recommend, because I've read it, and um, it's Sign With Your Baby by Dr. Joseph Garcia. It's a quick read. You could read it in 90 minutes and get the information. Um, I know parents don't have a lot of time, so I know something short is really, really viable. And then, of course, um, there are apps. So oh. there's a lot of apps that are on the market. Um, 
And then there's the Signing Time DVDs, which parents love. Um, and I sell those um, on my website, and I sell them in my classes. And again, the music aspect, the play, the seeing other children sign in the videos, that's really helpful to for both the parent to see the approximation that their child may be making, but also fun for the kid, because kids like to emulate other kids. Yeah. So that's why I really like the Signing Time DVDs. And um, then I'm coming out with a webinar this spring, because I have a lot of followers on Twitter, and, and now starting on Facebook um, that are all over the country. And I, I'd love for them to fly me out to their neighborhood, to their neck of the woods to do a class, but that's not always possible. So I'm taking my workshop that I teach to parents and um, creating a webinar and they'll be available this spring. Great. We'll put that information on our website. Thanks so much, uh, Joanne Woolley, for helping us learn about sign language for baby. If you want more information, go to today's show on our episodes page on our website. Our conversation will continue with Joanne after the show for our Parent Savers Club members. We'll continue talking about other signs that we can do at home and see our website to sign up. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We have a question for our sleep expert, Joanna Clark. This is from our Facebook page. Carol Potter says, I have an almost four-month-old baby girl. My question is in regards to her naps. She takes about three naps a day. I have to rock her to sleep, but it only takes about five minutes for her to fall asleep. If I put her down in her co-sleeper, she either immediately wakes up or wakes up after 20 or 30 minutes. If I hold her, she sleeps an hour to an hour and a half. Is it better to always try and put her down so she doesn't get in the habit of someone holding her, even if it shortens the nap duration? Or is it more important to hold her so she gets a good rest and she isn't overtired throughout the day? Hi, this is Joanna Clark of BlissfulBabySleepCoaching.com. And Carol uh, is uh, having a lot of questions right now about her four-month-old baby girl. Uh, and having um, some questions in particular about naps. So, uh, Carol, what I wanted to do is just give you a little bit of background information on what appropriate sleep expectations are for this uh, four- to five-month-old age group. Um, A baby this young, uh, which I really consider to be in the newborn phase, where sleep is not very well organized, which is one of the reasons why you're having um, some nap difficulties, Uh, typically a baby this age will take... Uh, four to five hours of daytime sleep over the course of three to five naps. And sometimes these naps are small, short ones, like you're experiencing the 20 to 30 minutes naps. That is common. Um, And babies this age also are sleeping about 10.5 hours at night. Um, And, of course, in that time frame, they are also uh, nursing or feeding several times during the night. So that's not one long stretch. Um, so uh, I should let you know that the minimum restorative period for a nap um, as a baby near six months is about 45 minutes. But in this young age, um, this common dilemma of 20 to 30 ma- minute naps happens frequently. And often what you can do is go in is help the baby go back to sleep to eke out another couple of 20 or 30 minutes um, to complete the sleep cycle. So I always recommend that. 
your question about whether or not you should hold her to sleep or lay her down, um, my philosophy with this young age group, which is the newborn phase, four-month-olds, is to really focus on uh, getting your daytime sleep expectations any, any way you can get it. So if that means that you do have to hold your baby or uh, put them in a carrier or stroll them or swing them, um, it's almost better to make sure that your baby's having ample nap opportunity during the day rather than try to do any kind of formal nap training because it really doesn't work at this young of an age. So um, again, I would just aim for those sleep expectations of four to five hours of daytime sleep spread over anywhere between three and five naps. If they're shorter naps, that's fine. You can always try to extend them. If you feel that the baby can get back to sleep, you can comfort them back to sleep. Um, and just be patient during this period. There's lots of sleep disruptions in this time. And as your baby moves towards six months of age, you will definitely get the experience of having more regulated um, sleep uh, because the hormones are regulating and sleep becomes more organized. So uh, best of luck. Take care. That wraps up today's episode. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a question for our expert about today's show or the topics we discussed, call our Parent Savers hotline at 619-866-4775 or send us an email through our website, parentsavers.com or Facebook page, and we'll answer your question in an upcoming episode. Don't forget to tune in to Behind the Scenes Parent Savers Club to keep listening. Next week, we're talking about mommy isolation after the baby arrives. Thanks for listening to Parent Savers, empowering new parents. This has been a New Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.